SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Let's start off by going over to the UK and we're joined on the line by the Chief Sports Reporter and columnist at The Guardian, um, Sean Engel, who joins us on the line. Good evening, Sean. Thank you very much for being able to take our call in South Africa tonight. Good evening. Thanks, Sean. Uh, well, I just want to find out more about these revelations by Azim Rafiq. They are making headlines around the world now. But when did they first start to surface, Sean? Well, he made his initial complaint in 2017, um, and they were subjects uh, of uh, an internal uh, review at his county in Yorkshire cricket. Uh, but it was only really uh, in 2020 that we sort of understood a little bit more about some of the, the substances, but not very much. And really, then on Tuesday, he appeared in the British Parliament where he was free to talk uh, without risk of being um, taken to court or sued for libel. And that's when most of the explosive revelations came out. Yes, and you mentioned that it started in 2017 and Yorkshire have been heavily criticised for the way they've handled um, these allegations. Did they try to sweep them under the carpet or uh, did they not treat them with the sensitivity required? I think both things, really. Um, I mean, the thing that I found striking in Parliament it wasn't just the racism, the use of the P word. It wasn't just the bullying. It was actually the lack of humanity. Um, there was at one point where um, Rafiq's son is stillborn and he goes in uh, after a period of, 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 of bereavement leave and immediately he says he's hauled into the office of, of the director of cricket and uh, he's shouted down. He's had the, he's, he says the club official ripped the shreds off him. Imagine that. You've just lost your, your mm. son. Uh, you've just gone to hospital, the baby's gone a heartbeat, and that's what happened. So, it's, it's so much of it was just horrific. Yes, I did actually see that. He was, I mean, he, the man was breaking down. He was in tears. They're talking to um, the British Parliament. And for those who are not aware of, of um, Azim Rafiq, who is Azim Rafiq? Was he born in England? Did he come to England from Pakistan? Yes, he came to Pakistan from uh, Karachi in Pakistan when he was 10, I believe. And uh, he established himself uh, as a good young player. And, uh, you know, he played for the England under-19. In fact, he was the captain. So he clearly had a bright future. Um, But he says that uh, when he was playing for his county team, um, the racism was endemic. That also, to fit in, he began heavily drinking as well, which he said affected his behaviour. but he said he left the county and then came back in 2016. And for a time, he said uh, Jason Gillespie, the Australian, was the, the, the coach. And mm. He said he got on great and things went great. But then when Gillespie left at the end of 2016, he said that's when things went, went really bad again. And Sean, what do you make of how the England and Wales Cricket Board have handled this matter so far? Well, um, you, you can hardly say they've handled it very well. Um, they uh, they were also in Parliament on Tuesday, the, the Chief Executive, Tom Harrison, and the uh, members of Parliament struggled to understand why, when Yorkshire said, we'll handle the investigation, um, the ECB said, OK, fair enough. Point, you know, after all, Yorkshire were the ones being accused here. I mean, we'd all like if we did something wrong to be our, our own judge, our own jury, our own investigator. Mm-hmm. So um, he has certainly come under pressure Um However, the sports minister was in Parliament today and he said that um, he's going to give uh, the England and Wales Cricket Board time to react, but he wants action within weeks and months, not years. And he's warned that the government will go nuclear 
um, if, if action isn't taken. And by that, he means you know, they could lose some funding. Uh, we could have an independent regulator to oversee cricket um, or look after cricket uh, rather than the ECB. So uh, they've been told, basically, that they have to uh, step up. So it seems like the, the British Parliament is taking this more seriously or, or more head-on than the England and Wales Cricket Board as well as how Yorkshire have handled it. I think that's fair. I think, though, it's worth also pointing out that Parliament, uh, at our select committees here, uh, it allows MPs to question people and allows them to say things that if they said elsewhere, outside Parliament, they could be, you know, be sued. And sometimes with these things, it's not always, but it can be one person's word against another or um, even just a few people's word against another. So I, I think the MPs have been clever and they've done the right thing in actually making sure that several executives as well as as in Rafiq have been allowed into parliament so that he can um you know he can he can he can, he can talk and, and without risk of uh of, of you know of going to the court and we're currently having a similar situation here in South Africa based on similar allegations made by black players during their time in the South African national cricket team and in the systems of South African cricket. We've had what we call a social justice and nation building hearing. It's taken a couple of months now and it's been wrapped up. We're just waiting for the outcome. Do you do you expect another inquiry um, after these uh, explosive revelations that have been made at Parliament or is this now the end of it? No, Parliament are still looking into this. And I think what will be interesting is what happens next. Rafiq mentioned there are other counties where there are Asian players who are still called the P-word even now. And um, uh, it remains to be seen what happens. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me if other people came forward or maybe in other sports as well. So let's see what happens. Yeah, it seems like it's opened a can of worms here because I read also that Essex, they are also facing similar allegations now. What's happening there? Well, their um, their uh, chairman left last week, and he was accused of um, in 2017 uh, uh, using um, the N word uh, in uh, you know uh, using the derogatory reference as well as part of it, mm. uh, and he resigned last um, uh, last week, but denied using the word. However, he was you know, his resignation was um, unanimously accepted accepted by by all the board members. And, and Rafiq also said in Parliament this week that he believes that English cricket is institutionally racist. What has been the reaction to that statement? Well, um, I, I think... Sorry, excuse me. There was, there's been a lot of sympathy for Rafiq's statement. Um, and I think the game as a whole has to look at itself and ask why uh, he has not done more, why he ignored the science. We have... Um, you know, a, a, a British Asian population in this country that plays cricket, that loves cricket, and yet, um, the people saying it's gone, the representation has gone down by 40% since mm. 2010. Um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of questions uh, that that British sport has to face here. And and we saw that former the former captain of England, Michael Vaughan, has also been implicated here. Yeah, he strongly denied the allegations levelled against him by Rafiq that he told players of Asian heritage that there are too many of you lot here and something needs to be done. But I, I saw one of his employees has taken action against him. What 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 has been made of these allegations against Ma- Ma- Michael Vaughan and his denial? Um, well, again, I don't know what will happen there. I mean, he's he he. he He's on a popular radio show here called the 
the Tougher Than Born show and uh, with Phil Tufnell. Mm. And that show um, normally goes out every Monday. And, and, and it was meant, it was postponed for one episode. And it's meant to be back next Monday, but it's not now. And essentially, the BBC are unsure what to do. I'm, I'm told that there are there are two other players that back the feet saying that he said that, but the rest of the team are back Thorn. So I'm not sure how that will um, that will you know play out. And as, and as you said, he vehemently denies saying that uh, at all. Is is he with Phil Tufnell, the former spinner? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they're on a show on the BBC together. Oh, okay, that's interesting. And um, and just on Michael Vaughan, I mean, how do you expect this to affect his reputation or to damage his reputation then? Does he have to go all out now to try and clear his name? Do these allegations need to be proved? Well, he says that he um, no one else has ever made any allegations against him. It's done to, uh, you know, his reputation in the game is such that he, you know, he wouldn't say any of those things. Um, so that's his, that's his position and he strongly denies ever using those words Gary Balance has also come out to respond he's been accused of using the word Kevin to refer to players of colour what's he had to say about about these allegations against him well he he has been quiet recently but last week when he you know he, he claimed that Messi had used the P word oh. but it was all part of essentially two way banter two way joking between him and as in Rafiq. Um, Rafiq's witness statement suggests that that wasn't the case and moreover that um, there were time and time and time again where the word was used in different contexts and there were times where Balance bullied and didn't treat him very well. Um, we haven't heard Balance's side throughout but uh, he has said that Rafiq used the word Zimbo uh, which uh, most people here, at least, don't regard as as a, as a racist term, mm. um, and so therefore, uh, you know, it's hardly the sort of the level of severity for you know was, was the same on both sides. So, um, yeah, he is, you know, he is um, he's not yet commented since Tuesday when Rafiq spoke in Parliament. Okay, for those just joining us, we are speaking to the chief sports reporter and columnist at The Guardian, Sean Engel, just to find out what um, um, exactly is happening with these claims and these allegations that have been made by Azim Rafiq of racism and discrimination within English cricket, something very similar to what we've been covering here in South Africa over the past uh, few months. And uh, we're just going to take a quick break and we'll just come back with a voice note that's come through on 061-4104-107 uh, before we wrap. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Uh, good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to your guest. Uh, you're speaking to Libra here. I've just got two questions uh, to your guest uh, today. Um, the first one is with regards to the South Asian Action Plan, which uh, is a, a program that the ECB, of course, uh, introduced to uh, ensure the inclusivity of the Asian South Asian people to make sure that they enter cricket and they play cricket. Um, did that um, program help? the South Asian Action Plan, because looking at it right now, um, yes, we see Asian players coming through, but how did that help if it, it helped at all? And then to the sport minister today, Mr. Hiddleston, if I'm, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, said that if the ECB doesn't get, uh, get its house in order, they will uh, be forced to intervene or appoint an independent regulator. Um, what did it mean by that? Are they going to interfere? Uh, what's going on? Um, uh, Libra here, thank you very much. It's really shocking. Um, 
really. Um, uh, thank you. Okay, thanks, uh, Libra, for those questions. Maybe let's start with the first one. Sean, he wants to know about the South Asian Action Plan. Has it helped? What can you tell us about this program? Well, the South African, it's, it's, a, it's a very recent uh, program. So I think it's very, it's probably too early to say, but it, it, um, it launched it in 2018. And essentially the idea is that um, it had an, sort of, it was an 11 point plan and it was meant to you know, create more opportunities, remove barriers and use cricket to make a, a positive difference in communities. Um, so it's been given uh, over a million pounds of lottery money um, and it, it, the hope is that it, you know, it, it funds a bunch of different um, projects in, in South Asian communities. Uh, it's probably too early to say you know, whether it will get lots and lots of kids and, and women from those communities playing the game. However, clearly, when you get a problem cricketer, you know, uh, being on the front pages, um, uh, uh, you know, Pakistani uh, uh, origin now British playing and saying the things he said clearly it, um, it's going to undermine any of or most of the work that would have been done in those last sort of three years or so mm. and that's the second question um, I, my, I, I spoke to somebody close to the sports minister um, after he appeared in Parliament and I think the thinking is they want the ECB to sort it out themselves, they don't want to have to interfere but he made the point uh, about football, and, and they, football, English football, has gone through a lot of problems in the last few years, and it, it hasn't really got out of them. And so, the government has done um, what's called a fan-led review, which is going to report next week, and it, and it is expected to have a regulator for, for uh, English football to deal with some of the problems. And, and the sportsman has suggested that if cricket didn't sort its house out, a regulator could also come to, um, you know, to English cricket as well. Okay, Sean, thank you very much for giving us some insight into what's happening that side. We are keeping a close eye on this because we're also facing a similar challenges and similar situation here in South Africa. We're just waiting for the report not to come out when it's uh, completed. But thank you for your time and for joining us here. Thank you. Thank you. That is uh, Sean Engel there, who was speaking to us all the way from the UK. And um, as I've been mentioning, he is the chief sport reporter and columnist at The Guardian. At the Guardian. Um, the Guardian. It's a newspaper, but they're also online. Yeah, no, racism is all over. Racism is still alive, actually. Uh, Wandi Lemtana says the racism in cricket is deepening and rife under the team bosses. The English Board of Cricket should take this matter seriously or they will fall into the trap of Cricket South Africa where racism decided the team and reflected on the team's performance. This has definitely rocked English cricket and I 